Hey, Melvin, what brings you back again, buddy? Oh, sorry. Uh, you know, I just like to rev it, rev it, rev it my bike up so fucking much. Yeah, I wish you wouldn't do that shit in the shop, man. Well, you got fucking a fucking problem with hell it? In here. You got a fucking problem with it? It's a fucking two-stroke, buddy. Listen, Allowing it fucking stinks. Is that Melvin over there? Yeah, his, I'm his, here. You can't miss his flat oh, fucking ass. Shit, I man. Am. I've lost two pounds, okay? You still sitting on that bike? <laughs> yeah, you burned two pounds of gasoline, you fat fuck. The only time I get off is put fucking gas in it. I'm a real... I ride, okay? That's all I can say, I ride. I can tell by your fucking boots. Jesus Christ. What's wrong with them? You ever taken them off? It's none of your business. I'm here to, for your business. You're supposed to be giving business to me. Well, what Man, I love I love when you come in busting your fucking balls, you fat son of a bitch. I love you. How'd you even get through the front door? You haven't got off the bike yet. You deaf motherfuckers can't hear shit. I just drove on in. What even Man, brings you in here? <laughs> I need some new shocks, all right? I rolled up some fucking stairs the other night and big fucking surprise. I could see that you're scraping your knees on the ground. It's a motorbike, guys. It goes where it should go, where it wants to go. This ain't going to be a warranty. You understand that, right? I just got it six months ago. Yeah, you putting weight, you well above the weight limit, buddy. No, your policy's one year. I told you we were going to have to reinforce the chassis when you came down here the first time. You didn't believe me. Act like you two fucks have never drove up some stairs. I'm not 450 pounds. Why does it always come down to my weight, guys? My cousin said she saw you chasing kids on throughout their the front of their house anyway. I think that voids the warranty right there. What I do outside of this shop is none of your goddamn business. I hope you're staying away from those school campuses. You know what the judge said? school. I told you this was an asphalt-only bike. These wheels aren't made to ride on antique marble. What I do outside of this shop is my own business. If it affects the warranty on your damn shocks, it becomes my business. Look, there were some stairs. There was a mannequin involved. Yeah, I was going to ask. There's a bunch of doll bits in the front wheel of this bike. They're all tangled up in there. Don't worry about what me and my punk friends are up to. What are you guys, like my fucking dad? My dad left before I was even born. Sometimes I think he comes in here for the therapy. Are we going to replace these shocks or what? Well, I guess I can do it, but I'm going to have to pick all these doll parts out of here. It's a mannequin. It's not a fucking doll. I don't care what you call it. It's There's a bunch of fake hair and shit in here. Is it still going to be under warranty? No, I, t- I told you when you came down here. You either had to reinforce the chassis or avoid the warranty right away. I thought you reinforced the chassis. You didn't get off the bike. How could we reinforce the chassis? As soon as you bought it, you sat right down. You wouldn't let us work on it. Not a, not a minute. This is the only thing that I've ever cared about in my whole life. Before you technically bought it, you signed all the paperwork out of here. 
you guys are dipshits. That's what it says on the door, buddy. Mm-hmm. Dipshit brother. I don't, I don't know how to read. I don't know what I was signing. I used to, I used to know this great robot jock that couldn't read either. There's still listen, a chance listen, for you. I need these fixed tonight, guys, because we got something going on down at the mansion on Marlowe over there. Oh, it's a Tyler place? Mm-hmm. So are we going to get this done or what? Get off the bike. <laughs> Fine. If I fall over, you can't laugh, okay? No. No promises. This week on 5 Day Rentals, we cover Twice Dead. You fat fuck. You fell off the bike. Dan, why are we here? Uh, tonight, guys, welcome to Five Day Rentals. We're back again. You can't stop us. Welcome back, fan. So, <laughs> there's an S on the end of that. We're getting there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Five Day Rentals. I'm your host for the evening, Dan. I got my two co-hosts here. Uh, would you like to introduce your guys' selves? Go ahead, Bot. Kyle. Rat bile. And? I thought he was going to say more, but I guess he's fulfilled what you requested. He he just rat, introduced rat. himself. Yeah, you can call me Bones. How are you, Dan? Um, I'm well. You guys? I'm all right. I'm still rat. handsome. Well, that's to be debated. Listeners, write into the email address and tell us which one sounds most handsome. You just did something with your voice there. You can't do that. You mm. just got to say most handsome. I did say most handsome. No, you went most handsome. Most yeah, well, handsome. Stacking the deck in my favor. Bones kind of did a Dracula thing. Ooh. Who do you find most appealing? <laughs> hmm. oh, I think Bones is one. Well, we'll let the listener decide. (laughs) There's an S on the end of that. Thanks, Joe. (laughs) Anyway, welcome to Five Day Rentals. Tonight we're going to be covering uh, 1988's uh, classic, Twice Dead. Uh, Directed by... Dragon. Dragon. Bert Dragon. Dragon. Bert or Brett? It's It's Bert. Bert. L. Dragon. <laughs> a totally made up name. You think? Oh, it's gotta be. No one's walking around out there with the last name Dragon. I think there's a few dragons out there, bro. If this guy's real last name was Dragon, he should have fought in the Mortal Kombat tournament. Bert. We can't have a first name of Bert if you're going to be in Mortal Kombat. What do you think his fatality would be? Would it involve like a noose wrapping him up? Or do you think he plays into the dragon? I think it'd just be like a, a big puff of smoke. 
doesn't do anything really. That's what smoke was. Yeah, well, they stole that from Burt Dragon. <laughs> yeah, Burt Bert L. Dragon directed this. And, uh, well, let's get into it. Um, Why'd you pick it? Why'd you pick this movie? Oh, oh yeah, goddammit. Tonight we are on our final film for the category of Red Sauce. Red and that, Sauce. And that's... Kron's category of uh, pizza and blood it has to feature either both or one or the other. Is that right, Kron? Yeah, that's right. Pizza okay. and or blood was the criteria. We all met both, so we're exceeding expectations. Kron barely barely met with his pick, but me and Bones knocked it out of the fucking he park. He gets it right at the end. Yeah, I had it. I'll give it, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. I'm just not excited about it. You're not excited about this category? No, I am excited about this category. I'm not excited about giving you full credit. I'm giving you full credit, but I'm not giving you a plus on the end. Okay, I you think got it was pass-fail. Yeah. You got an A. Me and Bones got an A+. Plus. I gave a gift to the listener... With my selection of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Kron's first pick was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Last week, we did Slumber Party Massacre. So please, go download them. Go get them. Check it out. You don't want to miss them. And I'm doing Twice Dead tonight. So... Are you ready? Who are you mad at? Are, yeah. Why are you mad right now? I'm not mad. Are you just I'm stoked? St- I'm super excited to be here today, guys. Uh, all right, guys. You got uh, two words for your thoughts on Twice Dead. Almost great. Karan? Twice Dead. Yeah, that's the title. What are your two words? Homeless dad. He did have a home, though. Barely. You're terrible at this segment. Fine. Two words. Uh, enjoyable fun. All right. How's that working for you? I like it. What are you your two words, Dan? Oh, I didn't think about that. Wow. <laughs> Way to come with a question that's you really did not hum- have an answer that's for. Really, but I think it's quite humble. He was really only focused on us, so I'll take it. Um, let's see. Two words described twice dead. Thank God. Sure. I need more than two words. <laughs> You'll have the opportunity later. Fuck, it's going to be a long night. It's going to be a long night for you listeners. So sit back, relax, grab there's some no, beers. There's no S on that. On what? Listeners. 
You can't you can't be dogging your own show, Kyle. The show sucks, man. It's fine. It was a callback to your earlier joke that there were listeners. This makes let's say we do have five listeners. I was gonna say five. If we talk about one, it's gonna make each one of them feel like they're the only one. Mm-hmm. They're gonna feel special. Speak to them. Yeah, but then they're not gonna tell their friends. Yeah, they will. No, they want it to be about them all the time. Well, they'll say, I have this podcast and the guys love me. Mm-hmm. And then their buddy will secretly be like, maybe they'll love me too. But then they're not going to share that info. You know, did you ever like, you know, have a girl that would do something special and you told a buddy, you're like, man, she does this like one thing. It's pretty great. And then like the next time you all got together, he was like kind of, you know, well, you were paying in the her same, way too much attention. You were in the same bed with me when I told you that. She was between us. Right. You guys did. But it. I knew about that special thing before you told me. It's a side by side. You guys said a side by side? Yeah. <laughs> no, Kyle, we did not. Don't worry about it. We were a side by side. Just the just the two of you? A big giant yeah. vampire wife. And a mannequin in the middle. No, I was trying to be relevant to Resident Evil. So mm. I was going to ask if you were playing the new one. I haven't got it yet, but I plan to. Should I get it? I didn't even play 7. You know I'm getting S plus on that on that game. I'll play it in a few years when I have a PS5. See, I kind of wanted to wait for the PS5 as well. I'll probably just get it before I get one, though. It's a good thing you're not homeless and having to move your family across country. Mm-hmm. To a mansion that you got somehow just, only needs minimal work, but well, good good luck playing any video game console with no electricity on. It's all right. Well, you guys are kind of describing the movie we're supposed to be talking about tonight. Doing our damnedest to uh, help you out here, dude. <clears throat> it's a segue. Ladies and gentlemen, from 1988, on Five Day Rentals Tonight, Twice Dead. We start our movie off with a voiceover. It says, I built this room for you, this house. You do love me, don't you? Don't you? Good. The fulfill that love, or we both die. Shall we dance? I love you. I love you. I love you. So this is obviously a flashback. Uh, supposed to be taking place in the nineteen, I want to say twenties. They do say the word depression era. Yeah, that's so, close enough. Whatever. Close enough, right? We got a couple dancing in the mirror. The girl does not look very impressed at all as she's dancing with this she, gentleman. She seems quite stiff. Is she a woman at this point? I think that is a real woman at this point. Um, we cut to a close up of our gentleman here who's got some heavy ass makeup on. Um, we cut to some old cars driving up. They well, you gotta, like, you gotta look good for your lifeless wife. Mm-hmm. But those eyebrows, they were like, oof, they're really painted on there. So we cut to some old cars showing up at this, uh, mansion, I guess they call it. We got, a. Uh, 
This gentleman continues to dance with uh, his lady. He unzips her dress. Then we cut back to the guys knocking on the door. They're kind of yelling some shit that they have a court order. Uh, One of the gentlemen says, this house is now mine. We cut back to the gentleman dancing with his lady. He brings out a knife and stabs her in the back. A butter knife. It's the yeah, dullest kind of, looking knife. It was a pretty dull knife. Do you, Can you imagine the force you have to have to get a knife like that through someone? Well, he does stab her, and then he lays her down, and we can tell that she's yeah. a mannequin now. Yeah, I don't think it takes much to pierce paper mache. All I'm saying is if this, if you... If you got this guy's card in your pack of, like, Marvel cards, his strength would be 10 plus. You think he could get his knife through 10? I'm, well, it's that rating system. His charisma, a four, but his strength, 10 plus. Yeah. He also has levitation, maybe. Yeah, but he has a killer fucking laugh. So, we got our guy. He stabs her in the back. He lays her down, and then she turns into a fucking mannequin. Bonkers, right? (laughs) The men break into the house. They kind of hear some shit going on upstairs, that laughing, which I said, which is a pretty gnarly laugh. Hey, there's, but there is a joke there with the door. The bigger dumb guy. I'll put a shoulder in it. He's like, let me put a shoulder in it, and then the small guy, he, he tries before he pries. That's one of those... Firefighting rhymes, I remember. I will say that there is some decent decisions done in this film, horror movie wise. We'll go, I'll get to that shit. Uh, yeah, they, they break in. Not I don't good. break in. Not bad, just decent. There's some decent yeah. stuff in here. Yeah, pretty good. Isn't not, that all the movies that S+. we've covered? All the movies we covered have been fairly decent. Yeah, but if we're talking specifically the decisions made in the movie. I mean, yeah, the dumbest group of people is probably Monster Dog. Mm-hmm. That's We can't we can't go that far. We can't and say then that. Smartest is probably Black Dog. Cause who's smarter than Swayze? Um I mean, the guy cauterizes his wound with gunpowder. But he didn't have to do that. It looked pretty cool. I don't know. Jack's pretty fucking smart for a monkey. I was going to say, I think the smartest decisions were made by the monkey in MXP. Yeah. He took his time and found a kid that would care for him. Well, and he knew to go to that. D. Schneider, Strangeland. That's right. Yeah, he he got some free salsa, a free ride. No, he was stealing, guys. Yeah, I get. I mean, I guess D. Schneider might be a close second because he eluded those cops for so long. And he gets teens to his house by using the internet that nobody else knows what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the most unbelievable thing of the movie that a forty-five-year-old guy could use the internet in the nineties. God, I would love to see a team up of D. Schneider and Jack. Mm. 
That's like getting the two biggest brains in the room together. Guys, would you stop getting a five-day rentals boner right now? Jeez. Anyway, these guys, they, they come in. They look around the house. They're, one of the gentlemen says, uh, look at this. He's selling everything off. Um, this is when we, I think they get to the depression era comment. Uh, they head upstairs where all the laughing is, and they realize that the man has hung himself. Boom, boom. That's our opening. Well, but also a guy says, would you look at this? And that's when that's they a- pick up the lady's body, who is now a mannequin. Yeah. No. It Well, it was pretty, I think the reveal of when he stabbed it. Was that, I think they were, you were supposed to see that it was a mannequin then. Yeah, but are they saying, look at this, there's a stabbed woman, or are they saying, look at this, this is a mannequin? I thought he was saying, look at this, as look at this knife, because he pulls up the knife. Yeah. Yeah, but well, if you saw a stabbed mannequin, that's a lot less serious than a stabbed woman. Do you think there was... um I mean, we later find out that this lady was supposed to be his, like, former love. Do you think that there was some, maybe they were trying to say, like, look at this. Doesn't this mannequin with a knife in it look like the lady he used to bone? There's several layers to it. Yeah. I just don't know in this movie if I'm supposed to acknowledge that this is just a mannequin or if this is a woman. Well, we have to acknowledge that it, Acknowledge that it is a mannequin because she does play a role where we're about to go. Mm-hmm. So, yes, he's dancing with a real woman audience. He stabs her and it becomes a mannequin. Or, no, he's dancing with a mannequin, but he's imagining it to be a real woman. That's what I thought. Yes. That's what it is. He's picturing a woman, but yeah. it's just a mannequin the whole time. Mm-hmm. So why didn't they just use a mannequin the whole time? Because you're supposed to see what he's seeing in that first thing. Well, I think it's more disturbing if you're a cop or whatever these guys are that roll into the house. Why would you even care about a mannequin with a knife in it? Well, this is the 1920s, so yeah, it's I think, not fucking... Yeah, look at this fucking loony Any thing. sort of devious behavior back then was seen as, wait, you know, awesome. You're, you're saying this is the 1920s? It's not like today where I see a stabbed mannequin every six feet? Dude, that's just... That's progression. <laughs> this whole movie is about how this guy wanted to create sex dolls, and they just stopped him. So... Yes. That's my point, though. <laughs> he he was killing her. He was getting her back for what we find out she did to him. So he was, this was like his little goodbye thing. And it just so happened to coincide with them showing up. All right. Am I? Guys, guys. Let's this is have- the one part of the thing that I'm sure about. Later on, I'm going to get a lot, I'm going to have a lot of questions. But this I'm pretty sure about. Let's just cut to the chase. He's banging that mannequin, right? Oh, yeah. Well, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. 
Wouldn't you? Why would you go through all that work making her look nice and shit? I mean, if if you put lipstick on a mannequin, you're fucking that mannequin. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to make sure we were all on the same page. I think they all but confirm it when he start when they show her or him unzipping her dress. Mm -hmm. All right. Are we over? Are we good with our flashback, gentlemen? Yeah, let's get to present day, nineteen eighty-eight. Let's get to present day, nineteen eighty-eight. We got the family; they're driving down the interstate. The kids are in the back. Holiday road. Right. Beautiful. Just like vacation, huh? They must have. Given this cat a lot of CBD infused olive oil. <laughs> I was wondering some if Bened- this was a real some, cat or not. For some Benadryl for it to just ride cross country in somebody's lap. Mm-hmm. While it gets drone. Yeah. Dr- oh, drawn? Drone, yeah. <laughs> the past tense of draw. Drone. Well, the cat's not alive anymore. So technically, oh. I'm fucking right. I think if you draw a live cat or a dead cat, you're drawing it. <laughs> or it has been drawn. Not the past tense. It's dead. If you're dead and I draw you, Kyle, I've drawn you. <laughs> so when you watch the news and you hear about drone strikes, are you thinking like a this, series of art installations? Po- Wait, what this kind of dude podcast is needs out here? a... Um, Clockwork orange style glossary <laughs> at the end of every episode. Where the fuck was I? We are we opening? All right. We got the kids. They're in the back seat. We got the family driving to this mansion. Uh, we got some shit saying uh, they was built in 1926. It's a mansion, but just older. We got the dad getting it into getting into it with the kid already about his college major. Well, this this kid at one point too, he's like, according to the probate report, it's like, what what kid is like, Dad? Let me read the probate report from our house that we're moving to. Recently got foreclosed on. This kid is obviously the most mature <laughs> and stable person of this family. Now, are both of these children in college? Yes, I think so. Okay. That's what I I kind of got that too. We got the family. They're driving through the city. They kind of come into a little more of the uh, the ghetto part. So they start kind of making, f- making fun of that. Comments about crime and uh, all that type of shit. It's the dad's a- trying to sort of reassure them by saying there's like revitalization happening urbanization which now we call gentrification yes Mm -hmm. so has been taking place for the last 10 years or something like that so they finally pull up to this house that they've inherited i guess and of course there's some goddamn punks punkers in front of it so we cut to the uh, dad and the the older brother here walking up to the kid the, or walking up to the kids the punks he says hey we're moving in 
uh, we got our lead punk here. His name is Silk. And I'm going to say worst hair, best hair. Well, yeah. I think that guy Crip has a more prominent haircut. He's got like a flock of seagulls, like like that kind of like peak that comes Crip, down. Crip does or Silk? Crip does because he's got, it's like curly on top, but like a little yeah. peak thing. Yeah. So that's what uh, Silk says. Hey, hey, Crip, these guys are moving in. And he comes out from behind a, a pillar and just flicks a switchblade up. Okay. It's fucking why, scary. Why do you even stop in front of the house, right? You'd pull up and you'd go, oh, shit, there's a whole bunch of drug dealers in front of the house. I feel like most people would probably do another lap. You know, maybe call the cops or some. I, I think this homeless um, dad that, has your his, shit. I think this homeless dad has his own security system, though. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, get the shotgun from sure. the car. I think yeah. he also has a death wish. <laughs> He's Whoa. pretty trigger happy. He doesn't have much to live for. Mm-hmm. We'll find out, but but. <laughs> I don't even know the dad's name in this film, I don't think. Homeless dad. <laughs> so uh <clears throat> Crip pulls a switchblade. Dad tells uh, his son to go get the shotgun from the car. Uh we figure out here that uh the kid is very anti gun. He doesn't like guns. He says, Dad, no guns. At this point, we see the police show up. They hit their sirens and get out. They warn uh, Silk to keep it cool or he's going to do another six months. Um, so they decide, the, the, the punkers decide to leave here. Crip uh, goes up to the sister with the cat. And the cop says... Uh, <laughs> She's not your type. She hasn't murdered anybody yet. So I guess Crip has already murdered somebody and he's still walking the streets. You don't carry a switchblade like that unless you're ready to use it. Mm-hmm. Or his his last few honeys have all gone away from murder. So we get uh, the punkers here. They go and they get in there. Is this a firebird? Or is this a Trans Am? I think it's a Trans Am. Well, one is just an amplified version of, like a Firebird is a special type of Trans Am, right? Is it the same thing? I thought so. I might be wrong. It's kind of like saying a Cobra is a Mustang. Mm-hmm. Well, they they peel out, ruin the grass on the sidewalk. This That is not a driveway. It's clearly, they just parked that car right in the, the yard. I mean, honestly, for the state of this house, might be the least of the worries for right now. Mm-hmm. It's got some decent grass still. Who's <laughs> cutting this grass? The neighbor. He might. You don't want snakes coming oh, up yeah. on his shit. The state. That. That might be the most dad thing you've said on this podcast so far, Dan. <laughs> I gotta I'm, cut the lot next to me because I don't want snakes in my yard. <laughs> Because really what you get is the rats or the mice, which bring the snakes. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we have an, a rat expert on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Kyle, would you like to inform the listeners on any rat knowledge here? Yeah, sure. Let the rats come, but definitely put out snake bait. <laughs> Take care of those snakes. Well said. All right. Silk and crew take off. Fuck up the grass. They don't give a shit. Dad says uh, Uncle Harry Crates owned this place for 50 years. Uh, The cops said this is the Tyler place. Some old actor. And the other cop says, well, are you guys really going to move into this place? We haven't. And he got the other cop kind of shuts him up and is like, oh, we haven't. We haven't really had any calls over here. We're pretty busy. But feel free to call us if you like, and and they take off as well. well yeah, they so, say something like, you know, it's pretty rough, but let us know if you need anything. And the dad says, we can take care of ourselves. And the other cop says, that's good because we're pretty busy. I mean, this dad... It's pretty reassuring. This dad does have an arsenal, though. I mean, he's ready. He was ready he's, to shoot these kids already. He's a very tricky, ha- trigger happy father. Uh, we well, get our when you grow up without two dollars to to your name. In the hard streets of Colorado. He has, fight. he has a mansion. Okay. Well, this thing's pretty run down. We'll get there. All right. Family opens the door. The place is thrashed. No electricity. Uh, I think he asked the wife that she mailed the check. She said, yeah, there's a problem with the bank. Yeah, he immediately <laughs> blames her. They don't elaborate on any of that at all. I thought I told the electric company to turn it on. A problem with the bank just means our check wouldn't clear the bank mm-hmm. because we're such degenerates. She was trying to save face in front of the kids. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then they proceed to not open any windows. Or pick up any trash. But magically, it becomes clean. I don't know how they had enough money to get gas to get from Colorado to wherever this is. Mm-hmm. They don't even have the $30 you need to turn the electricity on. <laughs> is that how much it costs in 1988? I don't know how much it costs, but it can't be much to get the power turned on. Uh, we got our sister here. She finds a candle holder that says to Marion eternal love on it. And she kind of just, she says we can't really see. They send the brother out to get a flashlight. And the rest of the family kind of takes off through the house. He comes back in the door <clears throat> with the flashlight. Uh, this is where we get our first little glimpse of the man that hung himself up there. And this is the part I liked. He shines the flashlight up to the mirror and he looks on the other side to see if there is a guy over there to in the reflection of the mirror. I was like, oh, that's pretty smart. I was like, I like that shot. But of course, it's just a nobody's there, right? Often in my life, I get a glimpse of the man that hung himself. Who's that? It's just me, man. <laughs> You you hung yourself? Just a glimpse. You get like a premonition? Yeah, something like that. You you see it in the mirror, you don't see it on paper? Like nobody drone it on a paper for you? 
<laughs> yeah, no one's drone it for me, but... Was this the future or the past? It's hard to tell, dude. It's the past, it's drone. <laughs> What's the future of draw? Draw? No. <laughs> it, if I say I'm going to draw something, that's not the future. That's right uh, now. No, it's now and the future. No, you're drawing now. I'm going to draw. Drawing okay. is the future. Drone is the past. Draw is now. No. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. We can all agree drone is past tense. We're five minutes into the movie. <laughs> What's current? Drawing? Draw. I'm Yes. Drawing. And the future is? Draw. Okay. And what's the past, Kyle? Drone. Okay, yeah. Anyway, Dad comes into scene. He says, hey, I'm going to get some food. What do you want? What does he say, guys? Pizza. Pizza. Real pizza uh, fake out, though. This one doesn't pay off. Hey, I got worried for a second. We'll get there. Also, How do I know you're going to say that? Dad's been there for 30 seconds. Doesn't want to, like, maybe make sure there's no other people in the house. No squatters, nothing. Just. I can see where his um, logic led to his um, failure as a businessman. <laughs> How could he afford the pizza? That's a great question. Guess we never really see it though, do we? They're just—he's gonna go get a hot or a hot and ready from Little Caesars. Well, that's that's a good five ninety nine because we don't see him come back with this pizza. I'm—he probably went down and got like a a fifth, a fifth of liquor somewhere and just drank himself stupid in an alley. Oh, I bet he tried to catch up with Silk real quick. <laughs> hey, I was just saving face earlier. Yeah. Hey, bro, don't yeah. don't drive you, off quite yet. What you holding? All right, we get a cut to a clean master bedroom with our dad talking about they're wanting to include bankruptcy in this closing. They want to include the new house in the bankruptcy that he has going on in Colorado. In his whole things, so Mm -hmm. that would make this something that they could potentially lose. So he has to go back to court, right? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, we get the wife here. This our ticking po- clock. Mm-hmm. Let me this just our, put on my powdered driver. wig and explain this. So we get the wife complaining about the heated blanket. Do you guys do heated blankets? That's a fire hazard, bro. Yeah. No, I'd say that's a fire hazard. I just uh, light a fire on the floor. <laughs> I just Dutch oven. <laughs> if it's cold, I'm eating Taco Bell, y'all. Mm-hmm. Dad uh, swiftly reminds her that there's no electricity, bitch. We can't afford it. Uh, he pretty much goes into a fucking little crybaby phase of how he's failed the family and he's sorry that he's brought him here and blah, blah, blah. We got a good supporting wife. She comes over and gives him a fucking hug and all that shit. He just probably hasn't used in 12 hours and entered a state of clarity for a little mm-hmm. bit. You got to either call him homeless or a junkie. Which one are you going to do? Well, I think the two go hand in hand, Dan. <laughs> I don't know a lot of successful homeless people. 
I know some junkies that'd be offended. <laughs> Will Smith in that one movie. Enemy, working... est- enemy estate. <laughs> no, what was the uh, one with the with his kid? Pursuit of happiness. Independence oh, yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah, Independence Day. He was a junkie in Independence Day. Uh-huh. Are you just gonna yeah. keep naming Will Smith films? Uh, Men in Black. Okay. Um. Bones, you, you gotta help me out. No, oh, let's I was, go, bro. This, this is your game. This is good. I let's could, go. I could keep going. So, Bones, you gotta tap in, dude. <laughs> you can't really name another Will Smith movie. Uh, what'd you call yourself for the podcast? Rat bile. No, you said you're the handsome what of the podcast. Oh, bad boys. <laughs> There you go. Stop giving them fucking and, clues. And then bad, you get bad boys too. There you go. One more. Bad boys three. Yep. All right, that covers like ninety percent of them. Name one more Will Smith film. God damn it! I just named three more. Uh, I gave you. I gave you those. Uh. This is a movie podcast, dude. Yeah, well, I don't watch exclusively Will Smith movies. Ali. All right, there's there's another one. <laughs> Ali. God damn it. You want me to say it? Ali. <laughs> we cut to the brother. He wakes up to a, a thud. He keeps hearing this sound. He lights some candles because there's no fucking electricity. He goes upstairs. He goes all the way up to the third floor. We got this thud that's still going on. Uh, he gets up to a door. It's blocked with a whole bunch of junk because clearly they haven't cleaned up there yet. <clears throat> uh, he kind of tries to open it a little bit, and then he's like, oh, fuck it. He turns around and starts to leave. The door opens. He stops, turns around. He says, hello. Uh, he keeps hearing the thud. He goes into the room. He sees the uh, table set up with a candle that's lit and some uh, fine china there on the table. He also sees the noose that's hitting the, uh, was it a record player? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what's making the thud. So uh, he closes the window because that's open. That's what's blowing the noose. He opens the record player. It slams shut. Uh, this is where we get our first, our, our second mannequin sighting here. There's a closet. He opens it up. It falls up, or it falls out. This is where we see the first uh, Tyler Walker poster in the closet. So we can assume that the gentleman at the beginning of the film was named Tyler. Right? Why don't they call it the old Walker place? What did they call it? The Tyler Place? They call it the Tyler Place. Hmm. Maybe because he's like the share of his day. <laughs> but you he know, has two Madonna. names. He has two names. He was an actor, yeah. I thought he was a magician. He looked like one. I thought he was like a play actor, wasn't he? Yeah. I just want to call actor. it, I wouldn't call it the old Dan place, you know? 
What would you call it? The Rodriguez residence. That doesn't sound scary. Hit that double R. You want me to call it the the old Kron place? Well, Kron is like a that's that's more of like a share name. Yeah. The old Anderson place. I mean, that would make a lot more sense than the than the old Kyle house. Let's get Bert Dragon on the phone. He'd probably answer. All right, we cut back to the children now are going to college, I guess. <clears throat> Not high school. That's because that's what I have written in my notes. It's college. Uh, he keeps telling his sister what he's seen last night. He's talking about the poster... Uh, that they like this place. They like where they're at. Maybe when we move in, Dad will let us have a party. Uh, we learned that our... They don't even lead- have electricity. Why play in a party now? They're, it's in the future, man. Relax. These kids got to have something. Yeah, they got to have <laughs> They some have fun. something to look forward to. Oh, come over to my house. We don't have running water or electricity. It's going to be a great time. They eventually get electricity in this film. My dad will order us one pizza and fuck off and drink all the money in an alley somewhere. <laughs> we learned that our uh, main character's name here is... that is why the shotgun's Scott. in the car? Oh, this guy has a shotgun on him. He He's at least going out with a pistol every day of his life. Right, no, but I mean, do you think he keeps it as like a... I've always got a way out? When yeah. he says, go get the shotgun, it means go get him a beer so he can shotgun a beer. Guys... He keeps one shell in his pocket, just just his name on it. His fucking name on it. Yep. Bullet don't lie, Creasy. So we learned our main character's name is Scott. Uh, He meets some buds here. They play some b-ball. We also learned that his sister's name is Robin. She sits down and she says, "Go ahead, my knees acting up." I don't. Was that a joke? She didn't want to play basketball. That's what I thought too. I, she was giving him a nice out. She's yeah. a she's a wonderful, beautiful sister. She's you're just, the most wonderful, most beautiful, most attractive a, sister I've had. Just a beautiful sister. Mm-hmm. So, as they're playing basketball, the punkers show up again. Chris comes in acting super creepy. Uh, the basketball rolls away, and of course, Silk picks it up. Uh, this is where we get Melvin. He calls. Uh, does he does he call Scott's friend a jambo motherfucker? Yeah, yeah. Now I, I don't feel comfortable repeating that, but I did look I did, it up, and I, I don't quite understand the insult. Think, I didn't think it was racist when I saw it in the movie. I looked it up. As well, and like I said, I don't, I don't know. It could be, but it, I, I don't know. Well, what's jam bone? Is it? It was something like being put in a shitty position or something. But maybe shame on me for just assuming that Melvin was racist. You know. And when I looked it up, I was like. maybe I don't know well I think Melvin is racist but I don't know if this is a race motivated insult 
to leave or depart from your current location. Man, I want to smoke a fat blunt. Let's jam bone. So it's like a guy that just takes off, like leaves. Maybe he's saying he's not like he's not ready to fight. Yeah, let's do that. All right, let's move off any racial. That's the first time I've ever heard that. I'm going to start using it daily. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. So, uh, of course, Silk, he doesn't want to give back the ball. He slams it into Scott's face. Uh, He pretty much tells them to move out of the house. I mean, not sure why. We got a fight that goes on here. Pretty sweet fight. I mean, everybody's really going at it there. Scott runs away like a little bitch and steals the motorcycle and grabs his sister and they split. He drives back to his house. Whoa, 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 whoa. So he gets on the motorcycle and you immediately think, fuck that. He's letting these three guys he was playing ball with just get jumped. Mm-hmm. But he he decides to turn around real quick and he drives into the uh, middle yeah, of the right. fight and kind of breaks it breaks up. Breaks it up. Yeah. Because right. I I immediately thought like man that's so fucked up that he's letting his new buddies just get beat up but yeah he he, he does try to do what he can it's or, like he hops on that bike to jam bone out of there he's just gonna leave these guys in the lurch mm-hmm. <laughs> so he drives him and his sister to their house he says don't tell mom and dad uh, we get Melvin and the and the punkers they show up. He yells, Melvin yells, I want his fucking ass now. And then he just takes off on his bike. He kind of just drove his bike to another location, though. He, like, left the key on it. Yeah, he literally parks the bike in front of their house. Yeah. Gets off. He he thinks about throwing the key and then just decides, nah, and puts the key on the tank and walks in. I think it's quite a baller move. Yeah. I think in a way it's like it's... He's he's really trying to say like it, it's squashed, yeah. Like we're done. Here's your bike back. Leave me the yeah. fuck alone. You well, did he, this to me. I did this to you. Yeah. Well, you know, just, I didn't fuck your bike up. Here you go. He drove it to the house where they knew the bike would be, and he left the key right there. It's kind of like I don't know why Melvin is so mad. It's like they basically returned your property to you. Yeah. I just thought it was funny. He's like, I want his fucking ass now. And it's like, he takes yeah. off. It's like, well, I think Silk says, like, you know, give it time or leave it be for now or something. No rush. They're not going anywhere yet. The, the ride on that bike must be terrible if you don't weigh 400 pounds. <laughs> you go over one Shocks one little, are so stiff. Yeah. You go over one little bump, it's probably going to throw you right off there. Because it's used to having a 400-pound guy on it. Can you imagine if Crew hopped on that motorcycle, what he could do? A backflip? Easy. Mm-hmm. Our he would have been back to Colorado. I don't even want to think about what Crew could be doing on that bike. <laughs> that guy never even explored the possibility of motors. We cut to the house here. Mom and and Scott 
look at the fuse box and or he wants she wants Scott to look at the fuse box in the uh, cellar because apparently the electricity is not on yet. He goes down. What he the takes fuck a, was she doing all day? She was making a salad. I mean, all day, all day, bro. That's a great question. Where is the dad? Where is the dad when any of this is going on? Well, he's at work. He's at work or something, right? Because does they, he have a job? Yeah, they say something about because the mom says, "You can you imagine your poor father having to work for somebody after owning his own business?" So I get the dad being off, nah, but what is the mom doing? He's saying he's going to work. I guarantee you, he's standing in a line down at the soup kitchen all day. You just have it out for this guy, and I'm I think saying. if you came face to face with him, he'd probably fucking shoot you. Mm-hmm. He. He probably said he was going out. You know, I'm going to go to work. He wound up in a flop house somewhere shooting up. What's his name? Like, is it Larry or Harry? Maybe Harry. Harry. I think. See, I think Harry talks a big game. If he actually had to draw on somebody, I think he'd piss himself. I think he's he's pretty good with those weapons. I get the impression he'd shoot somebody. Nah, I think he's one of these fucking MAGA hat dudes that wear all the tactical gear, you know, over their monster t shirt and their Levi's. You know, they want some action. They think it's fucking cool, but. See, I kind of got the impression like maybe the bankruptcy that's going on in Colorado is like somebody walked into his his dog washing business and he just shot him. <laughs> so that's why they had to leave. Yeah. Like he's, a, he's knee deep in this lawsuit. He got sued for a shit ton of like damage and yeah, he was doing a bunch of blow. He'd been it? a he'd pain been and suffering 22 hours straight washing dogs. Yeah. <laughs> he shot a guy as soon as he walked in. Probably thought it was a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> or he or he saw the black dog. Oh, he was out of his gourd, dude. All right, we get Scott. He goes to the fucking cellar. Uh, he finds a coffin down there. He's o- He opens it. It's empty. He hears some noises. We cut upstairs to Mom and Robin. They're kind of making the salad. They start hearing some noises. Uh, we find... They go over and see this thing on the wall they're like it's coming from over here they open it up and there's scott boom it's a dumb waiter if you guys found a coffin in the basement would you want it to be full or empty i was going to ask if it would would you open a coffin you found in the basement yeah you have to well you got to open it but would you hope that it was occupied or vacant i don't oh, want to have vacant. to move again Vacant, you don't know where they've gone to. At least full, you know what the score is. Shit, I gotta bury this in the backyard. This reminds me of a story. Maybe I'll save it for another day of an interaction I had at the morgue once. I'll save it for another day. I'm gonna ask, so the the sister asks, uh, Mom, what is this? in like reference to the dumb waiter and she's like I don't know I haven't seen it yet or I didn't see this before but why would you not look at every fucking square inch of this house that you like the first day there I would be walking and taking note like 
I would be sh- that upstairs window, that upstairs room would have been looked over. Like I don't understand. You mean the window that they cut to like fifty times in this mm-hmm. movie? Yeah, that nothing ever comes out of. Yeah, I feel like we should kind of tell the morgue story. I don't know if you can just introduce a morgue story and then it's walk not, away from. I it. think we should wait till there's like a morgue scene from yeah. the movie. We just remind. It's not yeah, that great. Boom. It's not that great. I just think about it all the time because it's a. It's very much like oh shit sort of story, but yeah, I'll tell it later. Surely there'll be a morgue at some point. So make we got a we make get a, a jump note. scare here. Morgue. Morgan. Maybe it's a Morgan story. All right. So we get that jump scare. (laughs) You guys didn't grab on that one. You didn't grab on to Morgan. We got Scott. I laughed at it. (laughs) He's I laugh at your jokes. I don't say no fucking getting out of this one. You don't hear my jokes until the edit. Did I say that? No, that's what Dan does. <laughs> I make a purposely bad joke, and Dan's like, digging a hole on this one. Oh, yeah, Let's see true. him get out of this one. And I you're, always do. You're a real just, uh, powdered, wig, powdered wig joke judge on this podcast. It's just encouragement to just dig a little deeper, guys. Oh, I know. You know, make it a I little love, better. I love my bad jokes. I'm just trying to make this podcast great again. Okay. Cool. All right, goddamn, where the fuck am I? <laughs> we got Scott. He's upstairs hanging out with the mannequin and this Tyler poster. At midnight. <laughs> yeah, Zadass, what are you doing up there? Are you stashing abroad? It's almost midnight, and I'm just yelling through this fucking house because <laughs> mm-hmm. nobody else lives here. What a I'm, fucking asshole. I'm cranked up, Scott. He's like, no, I wish. Uh, just hanging out. And then he takes the noose for some reason. So we cut to our next scene, and uh, we got somebody walking through the house. This is the screen turns blue here, and I guess we can we are supposed to see that this is Tyler walking through the house at night, correct? Yeah, we're in Spectre Vision. Yeah, we're in his view. So he comes into Scott's room. The noose starts to uh, wrap around Scott's foot. He's sleeping. Starts pulling on him. Uh, He pulls him out of bed. It wraps around his neck. He starts screaming and yelling and all this shit. Dad runs in with a fucking shotgun, of course. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's like, damn it, Scott, you're doing it it again. Must have been a bad dream. Uh, he says, no, I felt a presence in the room. And I think that's what his sister says. You're doing it again, Scott. And he's like, yeah, you're right. It's just a dream. What What was that about? That that he was scaring her. She's oh. saying, like, you're, you're trying to scare me again. Oh, okay. I think it was like he had already been haunted in Colorado by someone that his dad already killed. Yeah. He well, and in Colorado, he woke up one night screaming, wrapped in a microphone cable, mm-hmm. because they lived in the old house of a singer. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you guys think that maybe he killed John Bonet? That's why they left Boulder and came to this house. 
I think his dad killed someone, but it's not like the kind of person you would read about in the newspaper. <laughs> it's the kind of person where the cops would show up and be like, oh, we're it's, not even going to investigate this one. It's the kind of person who sleeps under newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> Just another homeless on homeless crime. Nothing to see here. So we get we get Scott... He meets up with uh, his basketball buddy here at the library, uh, and he wants all the information he can get on that the house that they just moved in, twenty nine oh five Marlow. And he he pretty much tells him like, hey, yeah, that's pretty much a haunted fucking mansion. Why do you need to learn about that? And he says, well, blah blah blah. He's like, well, we should play basketball again. And he's like, oh, yeah, where do you live? And he says, 2905 Marlowe. And he kind of like looks like, huh? So we cut back to the house. He's telling, he's in his sister's room. He's in Robin's room. Yeah, he's telling his sister what he found at the library there. Telling her that uh, his great aunt, Myra... Or is it Marin? Myron? Anybody catch that name? Drone. Drawn. Myron Cates. Joss. <laughs> Josh. Myrna. Myron? M Y R N A. Myron? Myran. <laughs> Myran Contra. <laughs> Dyslexic jokes are the best, dudes. <laughs> Let's just call her Josh. <laughs> Myrna sounds right. Myrna. Myrna Cates. Scott kind of explains that that's uh, the relationship that went on to his sister. She doesn't seem too interested in it. Scott he references. Leaves. Well, he references the rumors that there was a illegitimate child. Oh, yeah, that's right. You found that in the newspaper clipping there at the library. I don't know how you make one with a mannequin, but... Anything's possible. Cabbage so the, patch kid. The lights turn off on their own. She says, oh, you're funny, Scott. And they zoom in on the light switch for some odd reason there. This is she, also the part where you think you're going to get boobs. Yeah, it's the it's way like, she takes off her robe is really the first misleading. This whole film is misleading for like three fourths of the way through. Yeah. So. You, well, it's kind of like a movie that's about a magician. And I guess if there's all this misdirection, that's the prestige part of this movie, right? Are you yeah. saying this is the prestige? No, he's saying by the time the boobs do come out, that's the prestige. Yeah. Uh, okay, I gotcha. Like, this is the... I don't know what the other steps are. This is the turn or <laughs> the setup. I don't know. The river. It's, yeah. It's one of those other steps. You get the it's the flop the river the prestige. It pays off in the end. Yeah. So you're saying the perfect double feature would be the prestige and twice dead? 
Yeah. Well, I think it'd go Twice Dead, The Prestige, and then a rewatch of Twice Dead. <laughs> Twice. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The boobs coming that you do get are quite late. The only boobs I can think of later are They Live, right? Or like literally the last scene of the movie with the chick riding the guy. Oh, so you're you're saying that like last week we had earliest boobs and this week we have latest boobs? I think so, yeah. Because you get them much later with uh, I, I, one of the I, bad I, gang members. I wrote down that Tuco. time. Okay. Are there any like boob? ending credits movies oh surely maybe there's yeah maybe there's like a mid 90s like ski movie that probably has like topless skiers Mm -hmm. over the credits so we know our next category is skiing kyle yeah topless skiing (laughs) you know what the fuck i'm talking about (laughs) all those like shitty comedy central movies that would be on when you got home from school that were obviously like titty comedy movies that were cut Skinamax yeah they'd be like Skinamax level movies but then they were just edited yeah so uh, we get Robin here she sees Tyler in the mirror with a knife in her bedroom she calls her brother in he comes in He's like, I shouldn't have shown you all that stuff. She says it's not safe on the streets and it's not safe in these house. It's not safe in this house. Uh, we get to we cut to Robin sleeping. She's got the cat next to her. We got the uh, blue Tyler vision again. He comes into her room. The cat fucks off because he gets scared. Uh, Robin wakes up to to find her cat. Uh, we follow Robin. She's going down the stairs. I think we hear some thuds and some meows. Uh, she opens the front door. She goes through. She opens it. Same thing. Door closes. We got the cat that's hung on the back of the door with a knife through it. Then we got uh, our punkers here, Silk and all them. They're all wearing... Masks. Now, according to police, we cannot identify them, so we don't know who this is. Great call for these guys to wear these masks. Uh, Silk. This this scene truly opened up a whole new avenue to crime for me. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Well, it's just like I just wear a mask next time. That way they can't identify me. You weren't wearing a mask in the beginning? Well, I never put it together, dude. Wow. If only you'd known. Yeah. You wouldn't have had to have gone uh, gone in front of a powdered wig judge. Mm-hmm. That's true. He threw the uh, book at you. We got some creepy mask here. Robin's freaked out. One of the boys pushes her over to crisp. Or crips. Crisp. <laughs> crispy underwear. <laughs> I don't want crispy underwear. No, thank you. Uh, we cut to... Tyler's blue vision here or yeah Tyler's he's running to Scott's room he kind of shakes the bed and rips the blanket off he wakes up he immediately runs to his sister's room she's gone he runs down the hallway knocks on the dad's door says Robin's gone 
runs all the way downstairs, out the door, you bastards, and jumps off of the porch to start kicking the shit out of a guy. But he ends up getting his ass whooped, Scott does. Pretty pretty bad here. They start whipping his ass pretty good. He's Dad a comes out. Boy. Yeah, he's kind of a pansy, this guy. Yeah. Dad comes out. He's blasting fucking shotgun shells at these punks. Uh, they all run away, of course, when that happens. But he doesn't shoot any of them. He shoots no, in the air. He just kind of shoots a warning. And that's shot. what I'm saying. I don't think he. I don't think he's got what it takes to. Well, he's I already mean, got bankruptcy here. He's well, poor. Well, like I said, it's like if you're already involved in one, like, litigation manslaughter case, it's probably not best to shoot another person on your property. That's not going to look good in the preceding court trial. So he, he can use the the Kersey defense. <laughs> he takes everybody inside, and then we we cut to the next morning. We got Scott. He's like I said, he got pretty fucked up the night before fighting these dudes. Uh, he's up on the third floor again, looking at the poster of uh, Tyler again. So clearly he's got a fascination with this. This is where he thanks him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For waking him up in order to save his sister. Didn't he so, also try to kill him earlier, though? With yeah, it's uh, that's kind of a weird thing. The Tyler here is a ghost in the house, but he kind of tries to kill all of them first, and then all of a sudden he's like on the fucking team, I guess. Mm-hmm. So we cut to a police officer down in the the kitchen with Robin and the dad, and they're making a police report. The officer says they have no evidence, even though she's drone drone all the guys. Yeah, from the memory. Co- the cop is like, "You drone these from memory? <laughs> they look great, but we can't arrest any of them because they had masks on." She should have drone the uh, masks on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she should have done. Then the cops could go after them. Mm -hmm. Should have drawn two pictures. Oh, it looks like we're looking for a vampire and a werewolf and some creepy no face guy. These are perfect. Uh, They said they have no evidence. They can't arrest him. This is also where we cut to uh, dad blasting his handgun in, I guess, a junkyard Mm -hmm. with Scott here. They went to the dump to shoot rats. That is a throwback joke from like 2006. Is it sweet and low down? Maybe 2005. That is a Sean Penn movie directed by Woody Allen called The Sweet and Low Down. Yeah, I probably shouldn't talk about that though. Sorry. No, but it's funny that you remember that. Because I think I rented it. Which part are you worried about? Cause the shooting rats part. Oh, okay. Because we know you might get a. Because I know that. Yeah, I didn't want to keep bringing it up in front of you. Yeah, that Maybe. part's that part's kind of a bummer, but it's like I really like Woody Allen. You know, everything he's done. Uh, five Five Day Reynolds does not support Woody Allen. Not the movies, but the personal stuff. <laughs> I can really get behind. <laughs> Shitty filmmaker. Yeah. Great personal life. Yeah. Great guy. Terrible movies. Yeah. 
You're such a dickhead. Homeless dad from this movie could learn a lot from uh, Woody Allen. Mm-hmm. Rap Bile, did did you receive anything in the mail this week? Yeah, I got three plastic rats. So thanks, Dan. That was Bones. Francis was mad about it, but... Why? Because I put them downstairs in the living room, and she was like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. These don't go here. I can't believe he's blaming me. You know that's a Dan move. Yeah. Well, I was like, I'm I'm like 99% sure Bones wouldn't even write down my address if I gave it to him. So, Oh, that's, that's me. Did you have it? Me? Yeah. I have your address. Well, you have it now because I sent the picture. Where do you think Dan got it? <laughs> Dan got it because I sent him a copy of Castle Freak in the mail. Oh. Nope. Then how did you not have my address if you sent me Castle Freak? I have your address. Bones has been pretty hush-hush on his. Yeah, because I don't want the government to take my house. I'll give I, you one clue. Bones. Ma- maple syrup. Bones, give your address out right now on the pod. I just gave you a clue. Del- Delaware. Canada? God damn it. <laughs> Did any of you at, at any point in this film, like, yeah, this was filmed in Canada. Yeah, there's definitely a part in this movie later where there's I was some like, vibe. I, if this is a Canadian film. <laughs> there is I, some... I don't know. I never got that vibe. I got it a few times. Like okay, eh, this might no. I got a I got an L A vibe. Yeah. All right. So we got the dad and we got Scott. They're blasting or the dad's blasting guns. He's trying to get Scott to shoot, but he calls him a chicken shit, and he pretty much tells him he's not a fan of guns. He keeps working them up, working them up. Finally, Scott grabs the shotgun and starts blasting away at just random items there at the junkyard and he's like oh man that that said that was great he said i heard it was open season on japanese imports not sure what that means well i think he was shooting up he was shooting or something yeah oh was he yeah oh i would have turned it off if i knew that (laughs) this is not a not a proud american car sitting in that junk lot yeah five day rentals is a is a pro toyota podcast I don't know. Otherwise, you would have called it a Yoder, but <laughs> real fans call it a Yoder. Bones drove a Forerunner. I, I love have a Toyotas. Tacoma. Kyle, fuck your Ranger. Only had U.S. made vehicles. Uh, the dad here he reveals that they got a court date in four weeks, and he and when they leave, that Scott needs to keep the gun close. Uh, this is a great scene. We got Scott here. He's working on the Hearst that they uh, inherited. Scott, your dad killed a man with this gun. You keep it close. It knows how to take a life, Scott. I scratched the serial number off of it. You keep the blood on the barrel. You understand. <laughs> 
So they're going back and forth. This is where we find out that uh, Robin here likes to make, um, what do you call that, sculptures? Mm -hmm. Because she wants him to build her a kelm so she can... A kiln? Kelm. So she can uh, do her her shit there. A kelm? Yeah. Kelm? Keenan and Kelm. It's a a kiln. I don't... A kiln. Yes. I don't know. Jesus. So this is where the first time I watched this, I thought, these kids are fucking... Like in real life, the like, brother like, and these, sister. I was like, these act, these actors are fucking right. I will. Get and then into the second time later. when Sam watched it with me, I was like, this, this is obvious. This scene right here, because of the eyes that she gives, and especially later when they're driving around in this car. It's all movie, guys. These two mean? are into each other. What do you mean you're gonna get into that later? I will get into that later. That is. Did you read an article where they were like, yeah, we were fucking each other? Guys, I'll give it up now, okay? These two were falling in love during this fucking filming of this. I and they actually, knew it. I they knew dated it. afterwards. They say afterwards, but I'm pretty sure it was during because you can fucking tell. Yeah. Because, yeah, she's giving him the eyes all the fucking time. Eh? But, uh,. All right, yeah, so he gets it started. Actually, I think Tyler starts it because it kind of gets a shot up of that window and then it zooms in real quick and all you of get a sudden... The, yeah, this like Sam starts. Raimi fucking rush zoom. Brr, yeah, yep. comes open. And uh, and that's where we're going to take a pee break. Ooh. That's not in the film. Like Five Day Reynolds is taking a fucking pee break, guys. So No, I like the scene. Deal with it. I like the scene right here where they all piss together. <laughs> this is how I knew they were into each other. Mm-hmm. Did you guys watch the Blu-ray or something? Okay, I just watched Standard Edition. Oh, I got the director's cut. It's four and a half hours long. Oh, man, I'm missing out. Does it open with, uh, what's his name, Making the Mannequin? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a shitload of mannequin stuff. <laughs> you follow the like the whole first two hours is just the mannequin. You guys enjoy this uh, sweet pizza music we have right now, and we're gonna go tinkle. Welcome back to Five Day Reynolds, guys. We're gonna we're gonna push through this. Twice dead, nineteen eighty eight. So, all right, Scott got his Hearst working. Uh, his sister wants to do more artwork. So, uh, we cut to the parents coming out of the house, and apparently, this is two months after they have moved in. They don't do a very good job of, you know. Say, yep. I don't know why they just couldn't put two months later on the screen. Guys. It's all, go ahead. 
I've never been more sad to see a character leave a movie than I was when this dad left. You're that invested in this dad? This dad was my favorite character in the film. <laughs> you must have really been taken, but I, uh, the pants that the sister's wearing, holy shit, that had my attention. When she comes off those stairs. It's just a crop top. I wasn't looking at that. I was looking waist down. They were <laughs> some nice hip huggers. Oh, man. Ooh. Late uh, 80s, big hair. Huh? <laughs> oh, you know, oh, oh. You know his is, real first name is Dick? Dick Allen? Yeah. That seems more of like a classic comedian name than Tim Allen. Because I was like, ooh, let's do a Tim Allen category. And I just like Wikipedia'd him. And I was like, nah, never mind. <laughs> There's, I mean, Galaxy Quest, I think, is a classic. I, haven't, I need to rewatch. Haven't had it in a long time. All right. Sorry to digress with cocaine talk. Oh, we love cocaine here on Five Day Rounds. We also love Tim Allen. Huh? Uh-huh. I actually just listened to Blowback. I think it's like episode two or three when they continually do the who, who, mm-hmm. like all the facts. Mm-hmm. So Is that back to being back. funny? Has it come all the way around that we can now do that? The Tim Allen thing? Yeah, like in 10 years, like my wife will be funny again. Uh, the Tim Allen thing was never not funny, dude. Okay. Huh? God damn it. Throw on a tool time rerun, laugh my ass off, dude. I I fixed my washer over the weekend and I'm not gonna lie. I gave myself a who? Mm-hmm. I do it all the time in the house. For what? Mating call. <laughs> buff buff your chest out and <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Oh. Ooh. Does it's like it a, work? It's like, a, it's like a starter's pistol, dude. <laughs> God damn, you're going to be divorced in two months. <laughs> no way. Anyway, they walk the parents out to the car. They're going to the hearing out in Boulder. So they're driving wherever the fuck they are. I don't. Is this California, I guess? Yeah, right? they're in LA. They, they moved to California? Okay. That's what I thought, but they never really said that. And they both need to go for some reason. Oh, yeah. You know, she's going to keep them on the tracks, you know, and that don't kill anybody. Don't do fucking cocaine. It's an intensive legal battle they both have to be representing for. We got to we got to be straight minded for this shit. Don't hook up with your boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going back to Colorado where you got mm-hmm. into all the trouble in the first place. Leave the guns. That aren't allowed in California anyway. There's a gun show on the way back, Harry, if you're good. (laughs) So the parents leave. They take off. They go to the fucking hearing. We get Scott here. Apparently, he's fixed up this Hearst pretty fucking nice. I mean, don't know where he got the money for all that, but Did we... We might have blown over it. Did we discuss the fact that the guy that took over the house after Mannequin Fucker... 
that he ran a funeral home out of the house. Did we? Did you mention that? Because they say I, it in the car ride, right? Yeah, they say I might have cut it. Yeah, he did. He mentions that there, there's a hearst with the house, and he's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, your uncle turned it into a funeral home for like a few years or something." Right. Which is why there'd be a coffin downstairs and a few other things. Which also then makes it odd that there's still all of the previous owner's shit in the house. That's true. So he's taken Robin out for a car drive in the hearst. He put the casket that was in the cellar into the hearst. And, uh, of course, Silk and his punkers show up. They locked the doors. We got a uh, a big guy here that kind of jumps on the window. I forget his fucking name. We don't really. Did we see him at the beginning? He's like the trench coat guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's off to the side. Mm-hmm. I got his name. It's later, but so they continue to uh, to battle here. We get a car chase between the. Uh, I think it's a Firebird. I'm not sure. Firebird in the Hearst. Uh, we got Crips. He sets in the front. He puts in a nice fucking rock and roll cassette here. We get some great, great rock music while we're doing this. Uh, they pretty much outflank them. They crash into a railroad and stop the car. They get out and curse Scott and Robin. So then we're, we cut back home. This is a week later because uh, the dad calls and he says, hey, we're going to stay another week. Uh, we cut to Crisp and a girl. They're they're watching outside the window. This is at night now. Just kind of flips right there. Crispy. Crisp. Did I say Crips or Crisp? You said Crisp. You, you've said about six different things, but I knew who you meant. <laughs> Crips is his name. And we got the girl, which her name will come up eventually. I think it's uh, Candy. His name is Crip. It's Crips. It's with an S, I thought. I think it's just Crip. Kyle, letterbox that shit. I'm I'm looking at IMDb right now. We don't use IMDb. We don't support IMDb on this podcast. We support letterbox on this podcast. I think it's Crip there, too. Damn it. Add an S. Sorry, I got to back off this Will Smith page I had looked up earlier. <laughs> Just in case we ask for Kyle, another one. Can uh, you name another Will Smith film? I am legend. Oh, good job. One there's more? An- there's another one that's really close to that. Starts the uh, same. Hancock. <laughs> oh, good job. You fucking cheater. We got Crip. And his girl, or Candy, outside. They're watching Robin in the window. This is another, like, hey, we might show you some nudity here, but we're not going to scene. We cut to Robin's room. She's sleeping. Crip decides he can't take it anymore. He's just going to break in and, and go up to the basement because she's just, or go through the basement and up to her room because she's go, just so gorgeous. Go up to the basement. Yeah, Kyle, that's what I he said. He corrected himself. I, <laughs> I I gave him I gave him a buffer. Would so you, let me You think he's breaking in underground? Tunneling up? It might be a mole, I don't know. Could be. 
We get a weird crip here. Seriously, it's pretty weird after with during this shit. Yeah, he start. He's getting more and more intoxicated with the sister. He loves her. I would shit. So he breaks in. He goes up to her room. She's sleeping. Um, he goes, he takes his coat off, I believe. He He's kind of turns her around and we get a fucking knife that's stuck in Robin's throat. She's fucking dead. Blood all over the place. Finally. Finally. What the fuck? This is a what the fuck moment. Silk shows up outside. Uh, Candy's like, oh, he's been in there for two hours. Uh, the door opens. Uh, ghost calls Melvin. What the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, Melvin shows up and he just pretty much drives his fucking bike right into the house. Uh, he sees, uh, I guess that's supposed to be Crip hanging from the, the ceiling, correct? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he drives through it. He gets clotheslined. Silk goes in with uh, to find the rest of his crew. He hears music upstairs. He goes all the way up to the third floor. He sees the table set up here, the record player. Or no, this is Candy, isn't it? Candy goes upstairs. That's yeah, because right. Candy finds Melvin. Yeah, she finds Melvin. Sorry. Not Silk. So she goes upstairs. She goes to the record player. Melvin's head is spinning on the record player. She screams. Silk goes up to the third floor. Uh, He looks at the record player. There's no head. Uh, He sees blood over by the closet. Or he goes into the closet. He sees a lady. He sees Candy holding her head with blood squirting out. So he... I think they've uh, chloroformed him, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, I think I think Robin has been going around chloroforming people. Yeah. She the walk on the campus before they start playing basketball when um when Scott talks about the the new theater class he's in and all the effects they can do. Yeah, Robin says something shit. about yeah, I'm in biology, and we're dissecting frogs, and we're using chloroform. Mm-hmm. To put them, to, to kill yeah. them first. Yeah, that's right. That's their little sneak in. So, we come to find out that uh, this is just a prank that old Scott and Robin are playing on these punkers. Uh, the... We get all that. We got Tyler, or not Tyler. We got Scott. He's dressed up as Tyler. Uh, Robin's still alive. She's not dead. It's a fake head that uh, Candy was holding. They kind of uh, undo her. They take off the head and they see the little little pump. I guess he used that whenever he was doing the Hearst. They kind of mentioned that as well, how he pumped out all the old stuff from the engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Silk, they glue something to his, uh, looks like his stomach pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And we yeah, got they, uh they glue a flat piece of paper to his stomach. Yeah, it's like a green like flat piece of paper. What's his name is in the basement. This is the big fucking guy with the trench coat. The fuck is his name? Trenchy. Trenchy. Now he has a fucking name because what's his name goes and find him. Anyway, he they put Silk into the uh, dumb waiter and they push him down into the basement. This guy that's down there opens it up and it's like, oh shit, Silk. And all of a sudden, like a giant fucking dinosaur comes out and scares the shit out of this dude. Uh, we got the Scott and Robin. They're taking the biker chick downstairs. Uh, the big guy, he jumps out the window because he's so scared from the dinosaur dick. And the rest of the gang runs off. Scott and Robin, they're just having a fucking grand old time. Uh, we cut to the garage. Melvin's in the garage. And then I'll... and He's being dumped into the trash, right? This just, is the second. He's film. in the garbage. Just yeah, like garbage Shredder, game. dude. He's yeah. in a yeah, he's in a dumpster. And then my favorite line of dialogue in the movie, it's like two trash men talking to each other. And one's like, Man, my brother, my brother found like a, a whole golf bag and like brand new golf clubs. And the other one's like, Man, all I find is shit. The stinky shit. <laughs> So he's being Nasty dumped. old smelly shit. <laughs> Melvin's being dumped. Uh, Silk wakes up with the dino dick. Uh, Candy wakes up as well. She starts laughing at him, calls it a... Penisaurus. Uh, he's trying to get it off, and she's like, oh, what are you beating it off? So it's clearly a big old dick joke. Uh, they pretty much know they got pranked here. Uh, there's a condom joke here with Melvin when he wakes up in the trash dump. He's got a condom he throws. Uh, this is, uh, we cut back to the house the next morning. Scott's talking to the poster uh, and explains more story to Robin. Pretty much he feels he has a relationship with Tyler. So well, she says here, Tyler used to pretend that this mannequin was Aunt Myrna. Then, in a fit of passion, he signed the house over to her. Is her the mannequin? Did he sign the house over to the mannequin? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> no, because then the guy she actually married would have had to have been married to a mannequin. But we don't see that part of the movie. <laughs> Maybe that's why the cops were like, look at this. He stabbed your mannequin wife. That's exactly what I was thinking. This house is mine, lady. (laughs) Uh, We cut to that night. We finally get the pizza guy. He's showing up at 59 minutes and 42 seconds into this film. Mm -hmm. Thought I wasn't going to make it there for a second, boys. You could kind of call this the prestige for the pizza. Yeah. Here we go again. So this guy shows up with the pizza. They're like, oh, we didn't order any pizza. He's like, well, I'm almost off my shift. Like, 
just fucking take it five bucks for a large and a and a coke. What? A liter. No. Nope. A liter. It is a quart of cola. A quart. A quart of cola. In a, a giant <laughs> like it's the thing that you would get milk in in school. A milk carton. Like, yeah. It's a carton. It's a carton. It's a quart carton of cola. <laughs> but I think the, in all actuality, isn't that a lot more manageable than like a fountain drink? Like when you order Jimmy John's and they bring you like a fountain cup, I would think the carton would be a little bit more man. Dan can attest to this, I guess. Former JJ driver. It was difficult, like bringing extra large Powerades, like four of them at one time, without like, like shit. I'm gonna fucking spill some of these. Yeah, I've never always grabbed the box. Who's getting a JJ with a four extra large Powerades? Well, Somebody watching the figure. We would uh, we would deliver to a lot of service members that are serving our fine country. So, of course, they would get, like, mm-hmm. Powerades. Bro, Italian BMT and give me a fucking extra large Powerade. Yeah. I'm that's trying really to, how it is. I'm trying to stay yoked. Yeah. I was amazed at how many Powerades, like, I was like, what the fuck? When that guy showed up with a quart of cola, that's where I wrote down, is this a Canadian film? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. So the important thing here to not blow over is that the friend, Todd Bridges, is over just randomly and and basically saying, man, what, what you did was great, but... You know, they're going to come after you again, blah, blah, blah. But he doesn't stay for pizza. He's got to leave. He's got to go. So the pizza guy shoves some gum in the door jam. So that will come into play later. Would you guys buy pizza from somebody that showed up and said, oh, shit, this is just the wrong place. I'm sorry. No. Fuck yeah, dude. Nah, I don't think I would. If you're yeah. going to throw me a deal like a a $5 large two topping with a quart of cola, hot and ready for 5 bucks? <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm bummed because he's giving them a deal. I wish we would have known the real price of the pizza because we know Summer Party Massacre 1982 pizza is about $6. Mhm. Then in 1990, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that large with a shit ton of toppings is $10. I win. What? Cheapest pizza, bros. I win. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying this deal. Plus this, a quart this, of cola. This two topping large and a quart of cola, that probably would have been like $8.50, but it's been discounted down to 5 bucks. Yeah. I don't understand why you saying Shop for the two deal, topping. Baby. Is so fucking funny to me. Like the spe- the specificity of this two topping. Uh, this is a pepperoni yeah. and mushroom. I know, but the way <laughs> this is a two topping. Yeah. Can you name caught- all of the the pizzas from this category? Yeah, no anchovies, no anchovies, pizza and mushrooms. Pizza yeah. and mushrooms. Pepperoni and mushrooms. <laughs> Yeah, Slumber Party Massacre was what? Mushrooms and olives? Mushrooms yeah, mushrooms and olives. and olives. I can't remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja the, Turtles one. Yeah, the Turtles is kind of unfair. Yeah. 
I don't think they really say. He just says no anchovies, right? No, Maybe. no. He gives a, a a list of toppings. He's got like an eight topping large. Yeah. For $10, that's the best bucks. deal. 13. No, it's 10. They don't they do not pay full price for that pizza. Yeah, so okay. Yes, the original price is 13, but We'll think about how many damn toppings they got though. What how many that's how much I mean. did you pay for your pizza tonight? Mine was a red baron that I made in the oven. So that was 5.99. Yeah, that was like, I don't even know if it was that much. Might have been like four ninety nine. Well, I know at my local grocers, they're normally five ninety nine. <laughs> occasionally, getting, occasionally getting, they will go on a three ninety nine buy two. Are you getting a Red Baron? At, so I, when they are on sale, I'll get a Red Baron. I've been eating a lot of cauliflower crust, mm. but then a local brewery here, Four Hands, they. Like sponsors some frozen pizzas now, so I had their um, Lions Choice Sevens Cheese or Sevens Cheese Seven Cheese Pizza tonight, and that was seven ninety nine on sale for six ninety nine. Go get your four hands uh, pizzas in four hands citywide, folks. That well, you're really living it up with those seven cheeses, aren't you? Oh, you know it. A dollar per cheese is pretty good. I did twenty one dollars plus a four dollar tip. That's it? It took an hour and a half to get my fucking pizza here. Oh, no, I wasn't judging your tip because it's that's roughly 20%. I'm saying only $21 oh, yeah. worth of pizza. I didn't do any. I just did a large and then a, a small cheese for the kid. Well, how many toppings were on that large, though? Yeah. Two top. Two top large. What toppings? Did get you could pep, you, you could have done carry out and gotten seven ninety nine. Yeah, but the point of me doing delivery is I'm middle class American. I don't want to fucking drive anywhere and go anywhere. Uh, listen to somebody brag that he's not a homeless dad. Goddamn listener, man. why don't you email us and tell us what you you average for pizza? If I'm ordering pizza, it's about forty dollars. If I'm buying from the store, as we've talked about, Red Baron's five ninety nine at my local grocer. Sometimes a three ninety nine, but if you do a buy two, I'll report back next week on what the local Publix is selling Red Barons for. Fifty nine forty two is when we finally see pizza in this movie. <sighs> a two topping large. This this might be our longest episode. Cut to Silk is chasing Scott's friend because he can't say he leaves. And they just fucking run this dude over and kill him. This is the first fucking death in the whole film. You got to choose your friends wisely. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. We got to later that night. The phone's ringing. Scott's pretty much in a pizza coma. He Silk. ate two slices and passed out. <laughs> Amateur. It, it did look. Silk, he opens the door. He cuts the bolt on the door. <laughs> they're flashing a, like a fucking party light in his face. And they're just all partying around him. Uh, r- uh, Scott jumps up. He realizes they're in his house. He grabs a shotgun. Robin's already tied up with uh, Crip over there. 
Uh, he calls them all sick fucks. Well, not fucks. He just calls them sick. Silk puts fingers in, or he puts a finger in the shotgun. Uh, he shoots it. He, I think he says, Arno. He grabs it from him, right? No, he sticks a finger in it first. Yeah, mm-hmm. he sticks a finger in it, and then he flips it over, and he, he takes it. Crip uh, has got his sister all tied. Or he's rubbing all over her pretty much. Uh, he tells Silk not to to hurt him because she doesn't want his brother to get hurt. Crip goes upstairs with the lady, his sister, and uh, Silk pulls the trigger, and of course nothing comes out. He says, do you think we're that stupid? Uh, the fun's just beginning. They handcuff Scott to a chair. They crank up the rock and roll. Uh, Melvin has his motorcycle in the house, of course. He starts running over the mannequin. Uh, this really pisses off Tyler, our uh, ghost here. Yeah. Well, it's like this is what actually makes him show up in the movie, like for real. Is basically that his sex doll is getting run over by a motorcycle. Yeah. Tyler's pretty pissed about this. He shatters the mirror, cuts off all the lights. Uh,. We get some artsy lighting here, like like red, blue, and green. And they're like, uh, why'd you turn off the lights? He's like, it's not me. It's probably the fuse in the basement. Again, with these fuses. We cut to Crip and Robin. They're upstairs, which I think is her room. He gives her some earrings. He uh, does her hair. Uh, we got... Uh, Tyler creeping in on the couple that's making out. These are two new people, right? They've been there, but they haven't really. I don't think. I don't think they've had a line yet. Yeah. No, they were. I think the first time you really see them is when Big Dude runs out of the house after like the fake out. The Big Dude Stony. Yeah. Yeah. After they run or he runs out of the house, I think he runs by them making out on the car or something. Yeah, that's right. And. You know who that guy is? I looked him up and he played in something. He, I think, is Tuco from Breaking Bad. That's right. Oh, shit. And then uh, I just saw him recently in The Substitute. <laughs> I have it on my queue on Tubi. Substitute? Yeah. Oh, man, that's a great Sunday morning movie. So we got Stoney. He decides he's going downstairs again. We got Candy. She's the biker chick from earlier. She's up in the kitchen. She's kind of playing with the dumb maid. Uh, she's kind of yelling downstairs. She's like, hey, who's down there? He's like, "Who? what the fuck are you doing up there? Uh, it falls onto Stoney and fucking just flattens his face. So we got number two here. Cool. It looks so pretty good. Yeah, I mean, we got some blood here, finally. Having, unfortunately, had to see a squashed head once, looked pretty good. All right, that works. Bones uh, was a paramedic, guys. So. Only an EMT. I couldn't give drugs. Um, okay. But you could take them. Hey. Gave him to all his friends. <laughs> hey. Party. <laughs> yeah, so, the the lock between me and those drugs was such a joke. <laughs> Should have been selling, bro. They would have never known. 
Uh, we got Crip. He takes Robin down into the kitchen. I wonder how many dads I made homeless by how many, f- feeding their drug problem. How many quarts of morphine were available in the lockup there? I don't know. There were there were so many. I know I was only selling them for five bucks. I'd throw oh, in a pizza. Shit, just. Dude. <laughs> I'd set up shop in front of this old mansion, just selling know. selling quarts of codeine. I don't know how you weren't losing money Propithol. on that deal. Hot and ready's, man. All right. We got Crip. He takes Robin into the kitchen. We cut back to the couple that's in the room. Uh, they're with the electric blanket here. We finally get to see some boobage in this movie. Mm-hmm. We cut back to Silk. He says he's going to go find Stoney. Uh, we got Melvin. He's still running over this fucking uh, mannequin. Sex doll. Sex doll. Mannequin slash sex doll. I'd have thought he was out of gas by now. Uh, he filled up before. He guy came. like that doesn't seem like he could run over a mannequin for very long. You know what I mean? <laughs> we get a uh, Tyler. He takes over Melvin's motorcycle and fucking kills him with it, which is actually a pretty sweet scene. I thought. I didn't think that was too bad. No. He just runs into him over and over again. We got Crip. He's pouring his heart out to uh, Robin here. He's already upstairs on the third floor. I love you. <laughs> Scott. Love you. He wakes himself up, tries to get over the phone, but of course the phone doesn't work. We cut back to the couple that's having sex on the electric blanket. They start, or the dude starts getting electrocuted. <laughs> The chick just continues to ride till she, uh, you know, she's gets, super gets into to the it, mountaintop. Dude. You know, yeah. she goes the best way possible. Yeah, that's that's the best death. Mid so Yeah. Well, it's just like after this, you're not going to be able to get off without a fucking car battery hooked up to your partner. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the effect on his hand. Mm-hmm. Looks good. It's. I think that's my favorite effect of the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got that wrote down. I said, yeah. burnt hand looks great. So she rides it till the mountaintop and uh, calls out th- to the glory of th- all the goodness and uh, falls over and, I guess, dies. Both of them. What a way to go. Silk finds Stoney. His head smashed in. Uh, the cops get called, finally. They haven't been a fucking issue until then. Silk comes after Scott with an axe that's just randomly shoved into a wall or a a pillar down there, like a wood pillar. Where do you keep your axe? Yeah. Uh, In the shed. Oh, I keep mine stuck into a wood pillar downstairs. Oh, not me. So they get called, the uh, cops get called to the house. They show up like super fucking quick. Uh, Tyler makes. Because uh, they were so busy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, they're they're pretty busy. So this is where we get into Tyler. He, he uh, makes the shotgun, which is on the floor. He brings it up to Silk and he starts shooting at the cops. He makes them shoot at the cops. The cops, of course, shoot back at him. Scott uh, goes upstairs with the cops. Or wait, he he makes Silk shoot himself in the fucking head. Yeah. So we mm-hmm. get a suicide. It's pretty here. awesome. 
Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's not bad. Yeah, that scene looks pretty good. I yeah. Mean, yeah. It's like half suicide by a cop, half Cobain. <laughs> Except for a mullet perm. It's kind of suicide by ghost magician when you think about it. Mm-hmm. If only, you know, he has a career after this. He's got a, yeah, his hair reminds me of um, one of the Lost Boys. Or not yeah. the, well, not one of the Lost Boys, but one of the vampires in Lost Boys. Maybe like I a mix between Kiefer and Alex Winter. Alex Winter, our boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott goes upstairs with the cops. Uh, Crip has pulled the same thing that happens here at the beginning with this with the Robin here. He stabs her, but I, apparently it's not fatal. Uh, Robin says she's had a terrible dream, a flashback of carnage, but she lives. And that's that night. So then we flip to, uh, I guess, the day after. Scott says Tyler's ghost helped him out that night. Robin's still stressed about the whole night that went on. Uh, Looks like they're moving out of the house. No parents ever showed up, did they? No, the parents are back. They come back at the end, yeah. Oh, that's right, because they're talking to her, and she's kind of staring out the window. Well, there's like a a part here where the... They're kind of like talking to the parents and the cops are saying they found a reasonable explanation for all the murders. Yeah. And it's like there's eight dead people. And yeah. Who Who is stonewalling this investigation? <laughs> I don't even think there's any cops there. I think the parents are just talking because the... It, so it's it sticks out because the sister looks like the sh- initial shot of her looks like she's in like a mental institution. Mm-hmm based on what she's wearing and looking out the window and then it starts to pull out and basically the dad says well it's a good thing they're all dead mm-hmm. and the mom's like hey now come on and he's like no seriously whatever yeah, and like, then fuck them yeah and then like you said they 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 drop that well there was a reasonable explanation for all of their deaths like because they were fucking idiots mm-hmm. and they're not moving out it's Scott moving all of the Tyler stuff out because oh, he's okay. got the noose over his shoulder. And then I, my initial thought was like, what is his fucking obsession with this noose? Like, But then we come to find out that the mom wants him to move all this stuff out. And she says, good, get it all out. I don't want any of it here. Mm-hmm. Like, Once again, what is the mom doing? Making salad, dude. Uh, we get Scott... He talks to Candy. She comes over and pretty much gives Scott some information about Crip. So Crip's, Crip's father was Tyler's illegitimate son that that came up earlier. Uh, we got this to Scott and Robin driving in the Hearst. Uh, we got the casket in the back. It opens up and Crip gets out and stabs Robin, come to find out this is just a dream. There's a part here, too, where they're in the hearse, and Tyler, or no, uh, Scott reiterates, like, he says, like, I guess there really was a logical explanation for all those deaths. (laughs) 
No, yeah. that's when he. No, that's when they walk downstairs. No, they say it twice. That. There's two separate times where, like, both people explain that there was a logical explanation for all this. Oh, I thought that was after this. No, there's 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 once in the hearse and once in the house. <laughs> so we're really trying to hit that point. Yeah. So it turns out this is just a dream. Uh, of course, Scott's right there when Robin wakes up. Fucking weird. He tells her it was just a dream. We see a knife in the pillow. He says, you want to go downstairs and eat? So they go downstairs. That's when he says, I guess there was a legitimate reason for all these deaths. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sh- cut back up to uh, the mirror that we first see. And I believe it's Crip that, that shows up in the mirror, right? Yeah, Crisp is up there. Crisp? Mm-hmm. I actually wrote Crisp right here. <laughs> He's got his ice-cold underwear on. But And then uh, okay. it shatters and credits. Twice dead, 1988. Okay. So the actor that played Crip is the actor that played Tyler in the beginning, right? Is yeah, it? I think so. Yeah. And I, I think the, I think the sister plays Yes. The girl. Whenever, okay. whenever they show the mannequin when she's a woman, that's the sister. Yes. I, I've seen that, but I didn't realize that was Crip. Yeah. So that makes me go why is it him? Like did Tyler just put his spirit in his grandson? I think they're just trying to reiterate that it's like the same family lineage. Okay. But so there's something about the house and something about those girls that makes men of this family want to stab them and hang themselves. Like what that I don't understand. Every woman makes you want to stab them and hang yourself. That's true. Especially ones pulling off these eighties jeans like that. Holy shit. (laughs) Because then I also started to think, like, well, doesn't that make them related? But when I did a little family tree earlier. Is this a diagram and you didn't send it to us? I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. Um, Here, I'll show you right now so you don't think I'm bullshitting. I know you trust me. See my little family tree of, like, I know it's blurry. Um but the the dude who ended up taking over the house was actually Scott's dad's uncle, mm-hmm. right? So there was no real blood connection to what's her name. Yeah. To yeah. So then, why is the sister playing her? Well, but I think it's like if Myrna is the dummy, is is the mannequin. Mm-hmm. It's like Myrna remarried after Tyler. Myrna had like a separate family and that's who they inherited the house through. Right. I think yes. I found totally agree with name. you, but there's no blood connection between Robin and Myrna. No, I think there is right. Because it's like, no, because they her Robin's dad is the nephew of Myrna's new husband. Not a, Oh, I guess that's Not, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. These problems will be reflected. 
we cover it in detail here in five day rentals. Um, so that's our end credits. That's uh, twice dead, nineteen eighty eight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we got some final thoughts on twice dead, guys. How many words did we get? However many you want this time around. Oh, okay. Kron, you can go first. I went first last time. Oh, wow. Thanks. I'd, li- uh, I'd like you to also bookend your statement with a Will Smith movie you haven't named already. Oh, shit. Uh, great homeless dad material in this film. Uh, he was my favorite character. I love seeing him. I was bummed out when he left halfway through. Yeah, you get some good pizza. You get a corticola, but bring this dad back. Let me see. I want to see his backstory. Like, I want to see uh, Once Dead that's just the dad. And I guess for another movie. Um, oh, shit. Man, it's getting really I don't like wild. Those, I don't like those clicks I'm hearing. It's getting, <laughs> yeah, it's getting really around, dude. It's getting really wild down west. Uh, let's go with I Robot. <laughs> you already said that, fucker. No, he said oh. I am Legend. Yeah. Oh. And I tried to hint at I Robot by saying there's another one that starts the same way. Yeah, and that's when I said Hancock. I just burned another one for no reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wild, wild west, dude. Oh shit! Yeah, that would have been a good one. Well, I got iRobot. Dan, Dan um, what do you think about you, what this movie? <laughs> Jesus fucking about, Christ! About Will Smith's acting career. He's never been better than Ali. He's never been funnier than Hitch. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Hitch. I burned that one for you. This Kyle. is my movie. You fucking. But I talk all the time. I feel like I talk all the time. Look, I will say I, this. I Go ahead. Please. please I, I gave my closing thoughts. You guys need to give your closing yeah, thoughts. Yeah, and I was trying to be I was trying to be polite and And also you have you both have to name a Will Smith movie that hasn't been named yet. Legend of Bagger Vance. So my problem with the Seven movie Seven Pounds. Um, okay, I guess they're just out there and everyone knows them but me. <laughs> Uh, your your lack of knowledge of Will Smith does surprise me. <laughs> anyway, Bones, table's yours. Okay. Um, for a movie that goes out of its way to explain why he would have a drain pump, you know, I I think they dropped the ball on a few other things. Um, you could argue. You don't really need to explain some of the connections, but they sort of go out of their way at the end to try to. And I think they flunk on that. Um, I do think it's funny. I think the effects are really good. Um, I do got to say the black new friend death is a little problematic to me. And I don't think that uh, there's like equal karma that happens to them following that you know i would have much rather like the mom got injured you know or the dad like they got sort of taken out of the equation and maybe the friend got hurt and then came back or something but to just straight up fucking kill him off was a little blase to me so 
but I, it was a, a fun watch. It met the criteria. Good job. I think nice. technically you had more blood than I did. Um, yeah. Do we want to? Do we want to hear some research real quick? Well, I want to hear your final thoughts first. My final thoughts is <clears throat> twice dead saved itself in the last thirty minutes because. About an hour into this thing, I was like, oh, wow, this is, we're on a road to destruction here. said, I might get lower points than Monster Dog on this bitch. But then I, I felt it came back. I mean, like I said, I liked some of the stuff, the, the small details. I liked some of that they hinted at that, oh, we got to, we got to, I pumped it all out of the old, all the old shit out of here with this. And yeah, but. You're kind of right about that, though. They went that far. Why couldn't they do it in the end? I mean, I thought the effects were good. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was decent. I mean, I know that's a cliche thing to say. But not not terrible. Hit me with some facts, man. Um, this movie was shot in six weeks. Uh, Tom Brejna, or what the fuck is his name? Brejnana. <laughs> and Jill With- Withlow. Whitlow. Uh, they tried to hide their attraction, but dated after the filming was done. I don't think that's true. I think they were probably dating while it was going on. Uh, Tom there, he did all his own stunts. Mostly. The title song, uh, Twice Dead, was by Poor St. Christopher. Poor St. Christopher is Christopher Bagard, who played Silk. So he sang that song. Uh, backing vocals was Scott. Wow. In that song. Incredible. And that's it. That's all I could find on this fucking movie. Uh, did that couple last forever? I don't think so. I'm sure that would have been in there if, you know, it did. They're happily a, married and paid to get their kids into UCLA or something. It was just a hot, you know, sexy filming six weeks that they got to. Learn about each other. <laughs> Are we ready for uh, Rate My Letterbox? Rate My Letterbox. Rate My Letterbox. Huh? Huh? Uh, Kyle, Dan, I'm giving you both 3.0s. I'm going to go Bones... Gonna go with a two Dan two and a half. I'm going bones two and a half. I'm going Kyle two and a half. 
Do we want to hear the average for this film on Letterboxd? Sure. It is a 2.9. Shit. Um, Kyle, I know we made a big deal. Can you pull up the previous scores real quick and let me do a quick look at that before I um I lock in my answers. Dan, I'm going to bring you down to a two. Oh, what? Here we go. Here's sorted high to low. Okay. Sorry about that. Dan, I'm going to bring you down to a 2.5. Does anybody else want to change? No, I'm good with mine. Okay. I had you both at a 2.5, right? You did. Yes. I had bones at 2. You at yeah. 2.5. I can't remember Bones, but me three, I think, and I can't remember Dan's. 2.5. Yeah. 2.5. I write it down as we go. I'll I'll reveal myself first. Say I give this a 2.5. So, Dan, you got me. I, uh... I thought it was pretty good. I thought they sort of dropped the ball a little bit on a few things. I think the the Todd Bridges death is sort of unfortunate. I think it's pretty funny, pretty original with the the fake out deaths and the way that that all comes around. But yeah, I like the prank there. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just think the the ghost shit is just a little too confusing. It was pretty close to a three for me but i'm, I'm gonna ride at 2.5 cron you know i went back and forth on this i was between a three and a 3.5 and i think i'm gonna land on three here's what i'll say about this movie is that the feeling that i got when i watched this movie is the feeling that i think that David Lynch is trying to get with his movies. I was constantly confused. I never knew if somebody was a mannequin or not. I chuckled. There was pizza. There was a quart of cola. The whole thing was like genuinely just confusion. And that's pretty unique. So I'm going to go with a three on this. I think if you're listening to this, watch this movie. It's weird. All right. Like I said, Twice Dead pulls itself out of its own fucking shithole in the last 30 minutes. Um, I, too, was very confused I until I actually sat down and read my notes to where I could get a full, like, all right, this doesn't make... It's not that scattered as much as I thought it was on the first viewing. It made a lot more... St- a lot more sense on the second viewing, I guess, well, as much as I could, I guess. And I was really going between a 2.5 and a 3. And I think I'm going to go, I'm going with a 3. Cause... Fuck. But, yeah, it was, 
I debated for a Damn while. It. I should have stuck with I really fucking... did. Why did I have you pull up the fucking spreadsheet for no <laughs> fucking reason? Bullshit. Well, I didn't have Kron at a three. I thought it was a 2.5. That's why I threw out that filler today. Like, really feel like I'm going to take the top spot. And nobody said anything. I'm like, not. I don't react to that shit. <laughs> well, okay. It's it's under Black Dog. Yep. Damn Be- it. Between Black Dog and the Hunger. How? The Hunger's two six eight. That's two eight three. Yeah, two eight three versus two six eight. <laughs> this is higher than that is. Oh, so we don't have to choose. No, well, we don't have to pick. Were, it shows were, for you. I thought you were telling us to choose between Twice Dead and The Hunger. I'm like, what are you talking about? No, no. I was just saying it It lands right here between Black Dog and The Hunger. Well, there we have it, folks. Our list, uh, as of right now, goes from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Death Wish, Rad, Slumber Party Massacre, Black Dog, Twice Dead, The Hunger, Convoy, Strangeland, No Hold, Bard, Robot Jacks, Deep Rising, Maximum Overdrive, MXP, Most Extreme Primate, and Monster Dog coming in last. Next week, we will do a ratings review show where each host here has one point, and they can divide that up into a half if they want to either bring up or bring down one of the movies that we have watched. So we're going to re-rate some of these films next week on the show. Yeah, I think it'll be nice to give us a uh, a break, a week off where we're not having to rush and note on a movie. Mm-hmm. And then maybe revisit something that, uh, you know, maybe it, the initial time we scored it, we scored it a little low. And the more we've thought about it, we think it deserves to be bumped up. Or maybe you... Realize that you were a little too generous on something and think that it needs to maybe be brought down a peg. So I'm excited. It gives, like I said, it gives us a break and then next week we'll reveal and I will, uh, I'll roll and reveal my next category. It's been a lot of fun working on that list to try to generate that and get that ready. Do you have it ready? I do. I, th- I think there's one that I might switch out beforehand. So you've been doing a lot of research this week, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But I was trying to commit and actually get them on like index cards, you know, versus just like a list that I could sort of update and scratch off. So they're locked on there like some study cards. You know, five-day rentals, it takes over your life. I do think, Dan, I think you, you've set a good precedent at, at picking fun movies, though. Mm-hmm. I think, I think so far yours have been, the I've had the most fun watching them, even if I didn't rate Monster Dog 2 or 5 stars. You know, I still had fun watching it. <laughs> <laughs> 
They seem w- to be. I wouldn't rate Monster Dog five stars. They Locked seem down. to be some of the funnest to discuss on this. Mm-hmm. You got BMX crews and homeless dads and werewolf dads. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm trying to jump across the board. I'm trying to bring quality and family fun. And Kyle's just trying to put up fucking bangers. Like, yep. Shit ain't even fair. Trying to take that top spot every time. I mean, in the the thunder in my heart knows that Red is our number one film. So, I mean, I feel like I've built my category. Like, Red Sauce was the one category where I picked like a a movie that people respect. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm trying to go all downhill from here, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to get into that Dan territory of film. You sure? I was waiting for you to just make us watch Godfather 2. No, no. Well, don't Because uh, you'd rather watch one. We're on a steep decline from here on out. Dan quality? What do you... It takes a lot to have the last film in last place, guys. Dan, you're picking movies I've never even heard of. Goddamn, that's what I'm fucking here for. That's what I'm saying, though. I'm trying to get into that tier of film. I was surprised that Twice Dead was on fucking Tubi. <laughs> like, Dude, Tubi like, is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. It is. I'll, give us money now, Tubi. Tubi, Domino's, sponsor the pod. But I was like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe this film is on this thing. So... But then again, Monster Dog's on there. Are all my picks on Tubi? Rad no, wasn't. We had to rent, had to rent yeah, Rad. Rad wasn't. Yeah, I had to pay out the ass for that Rad viewing. <laughs> How much did you pay for Rad? I don't remember. Uh, I'm pretty sure he paid less than I did. I Two ninety nine, three ninety nine. Yeah, I remember being upset about that. I paid $99 the other day for HQ. <laughs> Ballers. Oh, a worthwhile so it, investment. So it better fucking You're pay still off. Like, yeah, so we're what? One of 90 or something? Yeah, there's not many on HQ. Yeah. Well, thank you, old listener, and thank you, new listener, for, mm-hmm. for finding us through HQ. Mm-hmm. That is a new thing, ladies and gentlemen. You can find us all on Letterbox HQ at Five Day Rentals. We're all on there. You don't have to look us up individually. And if you guys would love to contribute stories, like, just let me know. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've got a morgue story that you could tell mm-hmm. someday. Well, I'm talking about prob- for some of our films that are coming out. If you want to do a story on there, a review. Oh, okay. Put that on there. Just like I did for MXP. I mean, I really didn't do much. I just put our fucking what it was for the podcast. You wrote this primate is extreme. Did you read the story, Kyle? No. (laughs) Is it the little episode synopsis that I wrote for you? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Have you guys not read any of the synopsis I put? I read them, which is why I thought I need to step in here and write one for him. 
Okay, I'll write one. I'm just fucking with you. It's it's more than welcome, trust me. I'll write up a few words about Will Smith for this episode. We haven't done a Will Smith movie, Kyle. Well, we talked about him enough, didn't we? I don't think we ever will. He's, <laughs> he's too high quality. You don't think we ever will Will Smith? Smith. Yeah, I think, think of another Will Smith sort of, I got a list of them here that I was thinking about while you guys were playing Rate My Letterbox. I pulled out seven pounds. Come on. That was good. That was on my list. There's another one that's like kind of close to it. I was wondering if you were going to get. Is that a, what's the concussion movie? It's called Concussion, I think. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Is it called Concussion? No, it's not. I thought it was. No. Are we doing more? How much much you want to bet? Is it really called concussion? Are you peeing, Kyle? (laughs) (laughs) I got to pee as well. Okay. Well, since these guys are... um, highly unprofessional let's go ahead and uh end this fucking show and we'll come back and do a little after credits bullshit for any of you out there i don't have to pee i hold my shit um yeah so listener go ahead and um keep listening we appreciate you Tune in next week for our review show i think it's something we're going to do every four or five cycles gives us a break we can revisit the list the intent too is to maybe once we start getting some listener feedback there'd be an opportunity to um have that as a part of the show so for right now for peeing cron and peeing dan i will uh sign off say this has been five day rentals with dan's episode of twice dead that concludes red sauce so uh tune in next week or stick around for the after credits where we uh Check in with the after showers, night showers, dudes. Oh, great Kron's cover, back. great cover bones. Yeah, <laughs> I got up to pee and then Dan was gone. Yeah, yeah. So we're ending the show right now. So there's music did, right now. I did this thing so he, no. so everyone would know to keep going. Yeah, but then when he was just like, I'm gonna go too, and left me hanging, so. So we've actually ended the show. Welcome to Five Day Rentals After Showers. I took an evening shower tonight, guys. How was it? Hey! Well, just because I skipped the morning shower, and then I showered in the evening after I went for a run. Is that specifically just for Thursdays, because you know you're going to just try to impress your friends tonight? Guys, I'm still working from home. Uh, Not every day is a shower day anymore. Well, tomorrow you don't have to shower. 
Why am I not? If I go for a run, I'll shower after the run. Mm-hmm. But you'll be getting into bed clean. Yeah. Unless you have sex. Or shit myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a fine line. <laughs> Hopefully it, it doesn't it? happen while I'm is having it? sex. <laughs> you guys know that I woke up a few months back and I had sharded myself <laughs> out of sleep. Didn't know like, that. I know that now. Wish I didn't. I was like, no, wait a minute. Nobody knew that until you <laughs> said it here. Did you tell your wife? Yeah. And she's still I like, around? I was like, did you hear me last night? She's like, no. I was like, yeah, I sharded. And <laughs> like, had to go like deal with that. She's like, what the fuck? I was like, I don't know, man. It's like, I'm 36. Leave me alone. Was it on the sheets? No. I I made sure of that. Got the cell phone light out and was like. But you still changed the sheets, though, right? Oh, yeah. The next morning, definitely. Okay. Well, I think Bones was saying he sleeps naked. So if that happened. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's no layer of protection. <laughs> you guys don't sleep naked? No. Fuck no, dude. I sleep in the undies, man. I wow. sleep I sleep fully clothed holding a shotgun in case somebody wants to fucking tangle in the middle of the night. <laughs> I use it as an intimidation factor. Somebody comes into my house, they're going to think twice having my big ass beat on them. Well, see, that's what I'm saying, though. That's why I dress fully clothed, because if somebody breaks in, they'll be like, oh, shit, why is that guy wearing a three-piece suit? <laughs> I he wonder. must have just got back from a gala. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he took it off, showered in five minutes, and got it on. Mm-hmm. I had to quickly shower yesterday following mowing the grass because we had to jump on a Zoom call with a potential wedding photographer. And I had about seven minutes. And the whole time I was thinking to myself, like, fuck, <laughs> oh, I should have actually like timed this to see Mm -hmm. I don't know I got a lot of square footage skin wise and a lot of hair so I don't think I don't think I could do the the Kersey challenge no way well well, did you make the seven minutes I made the seven minutes yeah but I didn't have to take off a suit and put on a suit you only really need to shave off a couple minutes and add some more clothing told you I'm t- dude, putting on a three-piece suit. It's only three pieces. It's that's a lot not, of fucking that's buttons. That's not true. Because it's the pants. You got a shirt. Now, do the, I have to have like my tie done? Yes. The, yes. the whole idea is to be ready for dinner with the old Jewish couple. Mm-hmm. You can't show up looking all disheveled with your tie not done. You got to have pants, yeah. shirt, vest, jacket. Tie, shoes, socks. <laughs> I mean, everybody's seen my penis here. I mean, plus your skin is wet because there's no way you're fully drying. That don't matter to me. So trying to put the shirt on and the pants on. Well, you're gonna get bogged down because of the, yeah because of the moisture. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's gonna be a drying session, but it's gonna be like three seconds. 
Can you even call that a drying session? My hair doesn't have to be dry. If you're going to dinner. <laughs> Showing up to dinner with wet hair. What are you, That's Jerry, what are you, Jerry Lewis? <laughs> amateur move, dude. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm pretty sure it's improbable. Mm-hmm. Uh, lucky I don't know what that word means. Anyway, you can find us on Letterboxd HQ. Um, you can find us on Instagram at 5 Dave Reynolds. You can find us wherever you get fucking podcasts. Do we want to be on Stitcher? Yeah, why not? Okay, I'll have to I'll have to do that then. Because <laughs> we're not on Stitcher yet. <laughs> you can find us everywhere but Stitcher. Do we want to uh, be online? Do we want to be listenable? We're on Instagram. Letterboxd HQ. Hit us up. Email us, 5 podcast at gmail.com. Cool. But other than that, you know where to find us if you listen this far. And as always, stay safe and crash and burn. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. How do you feel about that category, Cron? This is a great category. I'm happy I picked Red Sauce. We fulfilled uh, episode one prediction. So get ready for the next category, Jizz Movies. <laughs>